Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Grief Podcast. Uh, I'm Alex, and with me, as always, is the Pete to my other brother, Pete, <laughs> Mr. Johnny Tiggs. How's it going, Alex? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Nice little Pete and Pete reference. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to. I was gonna say my Pete to the already the strongest man in the world. Yeah. There was. Um, there were some crazy cameos in that show. Well, Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Michael Stipe. Yeah. Michael Stipe sold ice cream on the beach in one episode. That was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. It was such a. That was a good show. It was a really good show, and um, they had a reunion last year at. Um, Shoot, was it like Webster Hall or something like that? Did they really? Yeah. Hmm. Sold out real fast. I could imagine. I would have went to that if I had no- Well, obviously, probably wouldn't have been able to beat the sellout crowds that Pete and Pete draws, but... Well, no, it did... Yeah, it... it um, I'm sure people were crazy. Yeah, oh no, definitely. I mean, I'm sure and, that there's well, just like a crazy fandom for that shit, like... I would be one of them, obviously, but I think that there are people that probably, like... No, um, like, can quote episodes like besides the dot episode which is the only I've, one <laughs> I've met the younger Pete did you really yeah he went out for drink because he's our friend Michelle one of her friends had like a weird kind of not maybe not quite dating like had a weird thing with the younger Pete really yeah what is he up to nowadays he's just got a band <laughs> what kind of band I'm just a, I think a punk band okay well I know the older Pete was in a punk band Older Pete was in pumpkin because I remember when the older Pete like shaved his head weird at one point. Because <laughs> when he was in Slackers. Yeah, and they it like worked it into like an episode of Pete and Pete somehow as well. <laughs> yeah, but my brother once played a show with the older Pete, and had to get a ride home with him. That's awesome. So like we've each respectively hung out with our age appropriate Pete's. That you know what? That's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Oh man, I don't. I can't even remember the last like celebrity sighting I had. I met Corin Tucker. That was kind of cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Where Where at? Uh, right after her show, uh, uh, last week in uh in Brooklyn. I remember uh, Bell House. Oh, was it the Corin Tucker band or was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was Corin Tucker band, and she was just working the merch booth afterwards. That's really cool. So I was just like, Hey, how's it going? Sign. How's your babies? How are your babies? Would you sign my record? She's like, yeah, of course I'll sign your record. I was just like, really? Awesome. <laughs> Man, I hate that I did not go to Slater Kinney's last show. It was such a good show. Oh, you, you, did, you did get to go? Yeah, yeah. That, the, the last New York show at Webster? Um, I thought, wait, I thought there was one at Mercury. Oh, was there one at Mercury? Oh, shit. If there was one at Mercury, I wish I could went to that one. Now, I went to the last um, show at Webster that, that they had, like, one of their... Was it, was it amazing? It was beyond amazing. It was one of the best shows, I think. Like, they need to get back together. I'm sorry, they just need to get back together. I I bet after Portlandia, yeah, they might do like a couple shows. I don't know if they'll ever actually like, get back together. Get back together. I mean, current Tucker Band is doing okay, but they're not like yeah. Slater Kinney. And Wild Flag is doing okay, but they're not Slater Kinney. They're yeah. not Slater Kinney either. And even though, you know, and the drummer's just like, I'm here too. She, well, no, she's in she's in Wild Flag. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, that, that's... Wait, then what's... That's Janet. Janet from Slitter Kinney is the drummer for Wild Flag. Then what's, uh, what's her name doing besides um, Portlandia? She doesn't have any music? No, she's in Wild Flag. Oh, they're both in that. Okay. Yeah, it's Carrie Brownstein and, and Janet. Yeah. I can't remember Janet's last name. But yeah, but they're both in Wild Flag, along with like, oh. the girl from Helmet, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. 
But you know what? Whatever, because it was it was good. But yeah, I I, I like I like both of their I like everything that both of those bands have put out. But neither of them really stack up to anything that Slater Kinney has done. And yeah. I guess that's unfair to just to like you know compare them to their past works or anything like that. But it's still you just I mean you can't help it. Yeah, especially when you grow up listening to Slater Kinney so much, and it's just kind of like well, you hear Cora and Tucker sing, and you just think it's going to be Slater Kinney. Well, we're seeing propaganda tonight. We are seeing propaganda tonight, yeah. This is, for whatever reason, I oddly am going to equate this show to the beginning of Wayne's World 2, when they're like about to go see Aerosmith and they have to do a quick show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wayne's World 2, I think, gets a bad rap. So I think I, it's much funnier than people remember. I think so, too. I think Wayne's World 2, there's just there's a lot to it, I guess. It's, it's weird because it's just like, it's a weird movie. Yeah, it's a very weird movie. <laughs> Just getting the dream with Jim Morrison. And That's awesome. Like all Sammy that stuff, Davis all Jr. that stuff is crazy, and I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's bizarre. And they make fun of so much stuff, like in the movies, like especially when they're just like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, "Oh, we just carry this this piece of glass back and forth." Like, <laughs> what do they do? Oh, they just they just they stack these like chickens or <laughs> they whatever. Stack like... These chickens and watermelons. <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's yeah, I wonder if that'll pay off in the end. <laughs> and then when it finally does, you're just like, oh man, genius. <laughs> Who's genius? Oh, and fucking man. Christopher Walken. Yeah. And there's there's that terrible terrible uh, cut. Where it's just like, there's just like the close-up of like the guy playing guitar, and then it cuts back and it shows Christopher Walken, and he's supposed to be playing the guitar, but it's really obvious that he's not the one playing it. <laughs> That's so, that was such a weird role for Christopher Walken yeah. to be like a guy like stealing uh, like another like Tia Carrera yeah. away from Mike Myers. There's like random record producer stealing. That was that was weird, but it was such a good movie. It is. Even the Jurassic Park bit gets me. I love the Jurassic Park bit. I think I know my way around maps. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm pretty good with maps. Oh, and then, but oh, no, nothing will ever come. Yeah, I mean, the best. I watched that right now. The best line out of both of those movies is in Wayne's World One, where Garth's just like, "Guys, I fell on my keys." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the part in the music store where they're just like there. It's Tia Carrera and, and uh, Mike Myers. And then just Garth is there in the background. Like, oh, hi, Garth. I, I like to play. <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about movies. No, no. Uh, I actually want to hear what games you've been playing. Oh, man. All right. So, What, playing... what interactive movies, what interactive movies? Have, you, so, have you been interacting with? I've played, I played through a couple of games recently. Um, nice. Played through Mark of the Ninja. Yes, you finished that. And yeah. how was it? It's Rest- really good. Uh the thing that I that I like most about Mark of the Ninja, I guess, is that I don't really see it as a stealth game as much as it's just a puzzle platformer. Because that's really what it like. There's stealth elements to it, and and like it's kind of like masked in this in like a stealth gameplay. But at its heart, it is a puzzle platformer. And you don't really need to stealth that much. No, you really don't. And like sometimes you kind of feel hindered by how slow you're going to be moving or whatever. But it kind of but it, it like adds into the atmosphere, and then. Like, when someone does happen to hear your footstep, it just adds, like, so much more to the world that's going on. And, oh. like, by the end of that game, it's just, it, there's some fucking crazy parts to it. Especially, yeah. like, when, like, they're, like, these, like, sentinel-type things that, like, they're kind of like the dogs where they can, like, you know, uh, sniff you out over, like, uh, like a specific area. But, yeah. But, like, the, the, the walls don't actually affect their, their sense. 
So they can like sense you like underneath them or they can sense you like through a wall and stuff like that. And then, and you know, they have, and then they can like jump around like through, di- it's fucking crazy. It's, it's a really good game. I, I, that's probably the best downloadable game of the summer. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, from everything that I've played as well, I'm, yeah, because Fez was before the summer, right? Yeah, it was. That was April. And I would even, I would even argue this above, above Fez just because of the mechanics of it. I, I think this is going to end up on some lists, I think probably. It's, it's prob- I think that, you know what I was thinking? Is that this year, like, we called last year the year of the downloadable. I don't know. Like, this year, there have been a lot of great downloadable games that have come out. And they're they still never have been, out. and I think that they're. It's now normal for that's the week's release is yeah. a downloadable game. Yeah, to check out what the new downloadable game is, see what the the new releases, and they're actually they're really good nowadays. Like in like, there's obviously going to be a lot of shovelware in there as well, but the but the production values that some of these indie games and um and just like downloadable games have actually you know grown into well, in the last years. Yeah, and I, and I think we're also going to see a lot of games. Uh, take the I'm alive way out. Yeah. I think games like are in trouble are yeah. gonna end up just getting put out as downloadables. Probably, yeah. For better or worse. And yeah, I actually I played a little bit of I Am Alive recently and I I didn't hate it. <laughs> I really the, like the There's atmosphere. cool things about it, but that game is not good. Yeah, I know. I mean it, it gives a good atmosphere and there's like just like, there's like a good sense of like a place and everything like that and I like the apocalypse uh, the apocalyptic feel to it and everything. Yeah. But I, everything like even just like the first time again like the the first time that you go up to people and you're like holding your gun with no ammo and stuff yeah. like that and they freak out and yep. you're able to take them down is yeah. really rewarding. Yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of it for the most of the game, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's almost a one trick type of thing, but and which would work much better as a downloadable than it would have as a full release. I agree, and uh, the rumor is now that XCOM is going uh, the the third person or the first person? The, the third, well, the first person now supposedly third person is going downloadable. Okay, uh, that's the big rumor right now. That would, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel bad because I actually liked where that game was going. Yeah, and it got a lot of shit, and they caused them to reboot it. Yep. Uh, again, and that seemed to just kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But. You know what? Like, I almost think that this is a good way. Like, downloadable games in general, you know, they're, they're done on much smaller budgets than any like the big release games will be. So, when you're trying for like this nostalgia type of thing, or just trying to reboot a franchise, just to see if there's any interest in it, it just it's just a cost issue where it just makes more sense to just kind of throw out something. And Absolutely, not, not and there have been know. so many games that just get canceled and nothing's ever done with them. I'd like to still play these games that I followed for years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see what they're doing with it. I want to see what's new with it. And and a lot of times you don't need the sixty dollar price tag to go along with it in order to get the no. interest up. And then like once you I, get the interest up, then you can you know go for your sixty dollar game or whatever. Yeah, and I mean I feel bad for the developers at the same time that like if they're getting kind of pushed into something. Yeah. Like you know, uh, rumor for XCOM is a thirty dollars price tag. Really? Yeah. Is that going to be on everything? Uh, I yeah. As far as I can tell, um, still going to be PC, three hundred and sixty, PS three. Because that'll be an interesting sort of experiment for like the Xbox and PS three. See people pay that. Yeah, because on on PC, that's not that's not at all. That's, no, that's, War, I mean, like, War of the Roses is a multiplayer-only game that's $30. Yeah, exactly. And and there's a lot of games that are just coming out. And, and I mean, I know they're kind of... They've been kind of pushing... 
uh, higher prices, like when uh, Minecraft came out and that was 20 and uh, the new norm is sort of 15 for the most part. But yeah, and I, th- I don't know. I think that the jump to thirty might be a little bit too much. But it might. But who knows uh, when that's actually going to come out? So yeah, I mean that that game is still up in the air. Yeah, exactly. Um, I you know I I hope that I hope that something happens with it. But um you know again just so it's not uh left up. Steam started playing up trailer. <laughs> that's what um, I thought that was. So, uh, what else have you been playing? Um, I played through Little Big Planet Vita. Oh, how was that? Um, it's pretty, so, it's good. It's, it's a good yeah. game. They're, so, they integrate the touch controls pretty well for the most part. Um, there's the only, the only really bad one uh, is there's this ship that you have to pilot. And you pilot the ship by using the back touchpad. Yeah, back touch seems to be a thing that people can't quite figure out. And but they figured it out in other parts of the game. So like there'll be there are these blocks, and they're, if they're blue, you can you can touch the the front uh, touch screen, and it'll it'll push it in, or it'll you know however it'll just like uh, activate it. And then if they're green, uh, you can use the back touchpad, and you can touch them that way, and then they'll like slide out. And then there'll be times where it's just like oh uh, like this green block will turn blue, and then you can you know push in or, or pull out however you want to do it. And that works really great, and, and like especially it'll add to a lot of the uh, just the intensity when like you're actually at like a platforming part where you're just kind of like you have to be jumping around and then like uh, using the touch controls to sort of open up the next part so you can actually make it to the next jump or whatever to the next platform, and that works good. But it's that, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it is. There are real, a lot of cool ideas. The thing that that's really, I guess, kind of sad about. The little people on Vita is that like the first four I can't I'm trying to th- I think there are five levels to it uh, five worlds to it and the first four are just kind of you know it's like the normal teaching you how to do stuff and all that yeah. and it's is kind that of Stephen like, Fry or whatever talking to mm-hmm. you oh yeah he's there of course he's there yeah. but and then you get to the last level and it's fucking it's awesome it's probably the le- the best little big planet world of any of the games I'm just gonna wow. say like it is it was my favorite one to play through there's some of the best puzzles. It's it's got a really creepy vibe to it, and it's great. But it's just sad that like you get to this really great part of it, and it really feels like the game's just about to like ramp up, and then it's over. Um, and and it's not super long because it is just like twenty, twenty five, twenty eight levels, something like that. Oh, that's um, real short. Well, yeah. how much is the user generated content there? So there's a, there's a bunch of user generated content. Um, and like, and even on top of that, like your DLC stuff that you bought with like Little Big Planet Two, like the costumes and stuff, that all translates into Little Big Planet Vita. So you can be Guile and Sephiroth. If you've got, uh, like, I can be my Bioshock guys because I have those skins. All right. So that that's cool. Um, but it's a little bit short on that on that end. But there is like the whole you know the creation and everything like that, which is really the big part of Little Big Planet. But on top of that, there's this new arcade mode. Um, and, and there's a new arcade mode every time you beat one of the worlds, a new one unlocks. And there's five arcade modes altogether. And they range from, like, hmm. pretty good to just, like, really bad. Like there's, Are these just mini-games? Like, excuses for touch stuff? Um, they're not just excuses for tough, touch stuff. But uh, there is, you know, it'll be, like, so it'll be, like, ten levels and you're, like, a butterfly. And, like, uh, you use the back touchpad to kind of, uh, you know, maneuver your way around the level to get to the exit. Uh, but like on the way, there'll be three things that you can collect that will be kind of difficult, that are extremely difficult to collect because you're using the back touchpad and there just isn't that much fidelity with it. Um, yeah. But like, 
you can usually you know rip through a lot of these levels pretty quickly but if you actually want to get all the stuff in it you're gonna have to go back through and like really kind of hammer down into it uh there's one front touchpad one which seemed really cool you're just like a blob and every time you touch it it kind of jumps towards that position and i really liked the concept of it i really like the look of it it has kind of like um a world of goo gish uh limbo-ish type of look to all it right. it's all black and white you're just like a little blob going around the thing is is that the touch controls and like the jumping just don't feel right like it's never jumping to where you think it's going to be i mean is it regular little big planet floaty or is it different um no it's different because you're not actually going to be moving around like it's it, it just kind of shoots you over and it's it's different like you're not controlling anything with um the actual analog sticks or anything like that you're just touching to go around huh so and, and it's kind of interesting there's also there's a kind of a cool like a uh, lock picking type of thing like a uh, there's, it's like uh, you have to like send a signal around to like to open up, you know, uh, like these like I guess they're like kind of like fans. It's supposed to be like an inside computer circuit type of thing, and like they'll be like you have to like uh, flip around uh, these bridges, and then you can store the electricity in a battery, and then you can like shoot the battery over to like uh, you know you can so you can hold the charge there, and then you can shoot it over to uh, to the to the bridge afterwards and that's kind of cool like because then you're like kind of thinking about like what's the best way to do this uh you have to do it quickly in order to get like three stars for it and that's pretty cool um are there levels already that just get you trophies um i haven't (laughs) seen any of those levels yet mostly because the trophies are kind of i mean i'm sure there are but you get a lot of the trophies just by like playing through the story in general oh because i remember the first little big planet like day one it was like there's like yeah, if you, you jump on this, you play this level to get all trophies. Yeah, exactly, and that's you know what that's fun. I, I love that kind of stuff. I did that. Yeah, yeah so I won't, I won't, I'm not above it. No, neither am I. Um, uh, okay, so is this cool. game worth fifty bucks? It's the only thing that's come out in the Vita in like three. Mo- well, not the only thing, but one of the bigger profiles. But things. it's thirty five right now and downloadable if you go on PSN. Thirty five. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Um, it's, it's, and wait, it's thirty five or is it forty five? Thirty five. Oh yeah, thirty-five right. on PSN right now. Um, oh, yeah, or at least, okay. or at least it was when I uh, bought it like day of. I just went back and it was thirty-four ninety-nine, thirty-five ninety-nine, whatever it is. And then, like at, at that point, yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up just because I can get like you know five bucks off. I'm fine with that. Well, are you gonna try to get your hundred dollars on PSN this month? Oh yeah. <laughs> are you? I'm getting. I'm yeah. I'm getting dishonored on PSN. I think I'm going to as well. I kind of. What else is in that? Is it? It's dishonored and. It's Dishonored, Assassin's Creed 3, and I forget what else. There's one other game, I think. I'm probably going to end up getting Dishonored. Um, if, if NHL 13 was part of that, I would probably do that. Um, I think that still counts oh, okay. because it's still towards the $100. But oh, okay. um, those are the pre-order ones that you get the discount on. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, because those are like $53.99 right now if you pre-order them on PSN. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, uh, that's a I nice mean, discount. they don't let you preload. No, which is which annoying. sucks, because um, that would make it like that would make it like almost in parody with Steam, which would be awesome. Which would be amazing. That would be great if they did that. That would be uh, that Sony would just be like, they would yeah. be kind of sticking it to Xbox at that point and being like, your move. I'm sure kind of that huge. people would be able to hack it though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why they're not doing it because they've had so much problem with hacking in the past and everything like that. So obviously, they're yeah. not just going to do that. Uh, All but, right, yeah. so what we playing? Pretty good then. Right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Um, what else? Oh, so I threw in Trials. Been a while. booted up Trials. Um, trials Evolution or Trials yeah, HD? Trials Evolution. Because I wanted to just, like, play through everything. Because I haven't even... I haven't done License A yet. Uh, which is the what I'm sort of up to now. But I haven't... Un- I haven't 
gotten enough medals for it yet. So I played through everything that I could, and the last stage is like 20 minutes long. It just, is that the Gigatrack one, or is that another one? Yeah, I'm, I can't remember the name. It's like, it's, it was the only stage that you did not have a time for. That I, that oh, I've gotten to it, yeah. That was the only one that you, haven't, that you hadn't gotten to yet. And you know what, like, because every other stage before that is like two minutes, three minutes maybe. This one just keeps going, and I'm just like, oh, but this has got to be the Those ones are still punishing as no, hell. No, yeah, they are really punishing, and that's the thing. And then, like, this one comes along, and it's, like, extra punishing because there there aren't as many checkpoints, and it's going on for so long, and it's really, really just, like, a test of your endurance and how long you can play this game. And I had my roommate just kind of, like, sitting there watching me play this, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. You should have <laughs> If you were here earlier, you would have seen, like, a lot more levels, and it would have been going two minutes, and I would have like, actually uh, been Like, do you want to use the TV? Oh, <laughs> uh, too bad. This is going to take me a it's while. Be another half hour. But you know what? That game's still fun. This game's still really fun, and it's just there's. Game's great. It's just it's so precise. There, you don't think it's gonna be precise, but it really is. Um, that's again like that that that's one of my favorite multiplayer experiences too. Mm-hmm. Is playing that with four people. Yeah, uh, racing. Uh, it's so that. much fun. I need to do. That. I haven't actually. Um. That up on all right. Me. So wow, closing the book on some games. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um. So I started up New Little King Story. Okay, Vita. what have they changed with that? So far, I mean, I didn't really play all that much of the Wii one. I played a little bit of it. Uh, it seems to be very similar so far. Uh, so touch, it's like touch stuff though. I haven't seen any touch stuff yet. Uh, but I, I've really only I only played it for like 10, 20 minutes last night when I finally finished downloading. Uh, and it's really it's actually a small download. It's only like six hundred megs or something like that. But it's Not forty bad. bucks. It's, what price is it? How much is it? Forty. Like there's no discount on PSN. <sighs> That's a tough. Which really annoyed me. But I still think that's did a, it, so. a, a tough proposition because how much is that you think on the Wii now? Probably twenty bucks. Oh, easy, easy twenty bucks if that. Like, but the thing is, is like if you've got the Vita and it, it's a decent, you know, uh, from what I played of it anyway, it, it, it's a decent, you know, tactical, yeah, quasi strategy kind of har- RPG, kind of Harvest Mooney, quasi uh, action RPG where you're like, <clears throat> you know, you're going around with like five guys and you're just you're sending them off to fight the enemies in front of you. And it's kind of, and I, I'm assuming that everyone's going to level up at some. I mean, and they were leveling up, so they'll obviously get better with yeah. time and everything. But it's, it's an interesting take on it, and I, I really do like portable systems for RPGs. Yeah, eighteen bucks for that. See, that's, I mean, yeah. on Wii. Yeah. So um, that's tough at that point. But I really like that game when I played it. Like that was, um, God, that came out. Is that like 2008, 2009? I want to say 2009, 2010, something like that. Yeah. Um, Those, that was just yeah. a really good game for back then. Yeah, and especially on the Wii, like it was because it was only it was only on the Wii, and it was the only place you could get it. And it's a pretty decent story. Two thousand nine, July twenty first. Wow, it's an old game, you know. And they've, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't even know how much updating you really need to do for the Vita at that point. I mean, does it look like it's in HD? Oh uh, yeah, it actually kind of does. It looks pretty good. It looks nice. I mean, the sprites. It doesn't look great, obviously. It's. Do you uh, think we'll see Little King Story U? Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why they. I mean, I assume that that game sold. You know what? If New Little I King don't think Story sold well, if this New Little King Story sold, sells decently well, then there will probably be uh, a, a Wii U version of it. But Wii U's got a pretty decent lineup. I was looking at the twenty-three launch games, and I was like, shit, there's like five or six games that I want to pick up. Yeah, I mean, I think there's three I'm getting day one. I'm gonna get Zombie, Zombie U. U, New Super Mario Bros. U, and. Uh, Whatever the pack in. 
the pack end pack end one. Wii U release. Um, Wii U. What launch uh, titles? I mean, their launch window is crazy big, though. That doesn't like even, they're extending even, it to March. Yeah, that doesn't. That's not. That's that's a bullshit. That's launch not. Window. That's not that's a launch, launch window, window at that no, point. Not a launch window. Um. Oh, I mean, because I'm probably gonna pick up Skylanders Giants. Yes, absolutely. Um. Probably not gonna pick up Epic Mickey. Um. I'm totally gonna pick up. Wait, I'm gonna pick up the the 3DS version. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll probably pick up. That's yeah. that's um that's a sequel to the old like Nintendo one, right? Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Zombie U gonna pick up. Uh. I don't. Maybe Scribble Knots Unlimited. Maybe. But if it's fifty bucks, probably not. Sixty bucks. I've not. bought every single Scribble Knots game. <laughs> I only had the first one. And I like Scribble Knots a lot. Uh, I bought you know through the the iPad version. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I mean, I hope that they do something more with it because the verbs and stuff like that, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but it it kind of faded. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The novelty faded fast. And I don't even know how well it's... Well, I, I guess, like, the Wii U, you can, it'll probably drum up, like, a, a keyboard on the on the screen. So that probably won't be too bad. But it's still going to be a single-touch keyboard. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's true. I know. It's still not going to be a great keyboard. And yeah. I think that, like... Obviously, yeah, right. it's going to be right. more convenient than, you know, scrolling around to type with, like, an Xbox 360 controller. But it's still not going to be perfect. It's still not going to be great. Yeah. And that's my problem. That's, like, again, like I, like, I don't know how great that hardware is actually going to be. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, and I'm going to buy, like, again, we're gonna I'm be already there sold. Like, I'm buying it. Yeah, no, we're going to be there online, live podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so, But uh, I still think that there's, you know, I'm still going in there with some concerns. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Zombie U, definitely. Um, Nintendo Land, if we get that version, if we get the good version, then obviously it'll be a pack, and if not, then I'm just going to buy that separately. New Super Mario Bros. U, going to get it. Skylanders Giants, probably going to get it. Yeah. Um, maybe Rabbids Land. Like, I honestly, I wouldn't mind Rabbids Land. I like the Rabbids games. Yeah, me too. So that, They're fun. Yeah, so I might end up doing that. Uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed? No. But, you know, there's there are a lot of good games coming out. You know what? Sonic, I have Sonic All-Stars Racing for uh, iPad. Yeah. Um, for, like, four bucks, that was a pretty good game. See? That's what I'm talking about. Like, for four bucks, yeah, I'll buy the game at that point. Um, All right. So, uh, But, yeah, let's not get into the Wii right or Wii right now. Yeah, we've we'll already about that a thousand times. Um, we know nothing. <laughs> um, what else? Have you played uh, Resident Evil 6 yet? I have. Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a second then. So before we get into that, let me tell you about Never Dead. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Now, this was not that poorly reviewed. It was pretty poorly reviewed. Well, it was like a 60 on Metacritic, right? It got like a 3 from IGN. Okay. And yeah. IGN doesn't give out that lowest scores anymore for the most part. No, they're, they're um, pretty good. But... I mean, not to say, but I mean, like, and, and not to say that this detrimental to them. Maybe it's just, you know, they they really do look for the good games, like, because there is, and then they're, and you know, they try not to be too, totally jaded by it, and that's that's admirable in a lot of cases. Yeah. But Never Dead is just fucking shit. <laughs> so, I, I, what's so bad about it? I hated this game from the second I started playing, and this I've never been so happy that I did not buy a game at launch because I what, almost bought this game at launch. What would you play it on? PS3? I played it on PS3. Uh, uh-huh. So, you know, uh, you're, you're... 50. 50 Metacritic. 50 Metacritic. So you're, you know, the the whole thing is like you're an immortal and you can... 
And while you're going around, uh, like instead of dying immediately, you just start losing limbs. Which is a yep. cool concept, except, yeah, except that like anything will make you lose your limb immediately. So it's not even like you can take a little bit of damage first. No, you just lose a limb. So you're just constantly losing limbs. You're you're like down to one gun or you're down to like no legs or whatever. And then or if the worst case scenario is that like you've just lost everything and you're just a head rolling around and you have to find your torso. Is that funny to watch? Yeah, the first time it's really funny. And it'll be really funny like when you're like rolling around um, as a head and you like end up collecting your arms so there'll be two arms like extending from your head as you're rolling around you're like oh this is really funny and then it just gets fucking annoying um, like cause if you go to cause like you'll be able to pick up the uh, the arms relatively easily but like if you go to your torso you're not gonna be able to attach onto it unless you actually go to the neck and so then you have to get to the neck and like sometimes you know like your neck area will be like uh, lodged against something so you won't actually be able to get there perfectly and you'll be like really just annoyingly trying to get to it so then you'll finally get to your torso and then you'll be rolling around as a torso and then if an enemy attacks you you'll lose your head again and you have to roll back over to your torso so how long does it take you to put yourself back together not from like really. a head to it depends a full on body. it depends on how close all your limbs are because once you get your torso uh, if you just like walk over to your limbs nothing happens you have to do a combat roll over your limbs and even then it's not always going to happen. Like, I found myself combat rolling over my limbs and just not collecting them. This sounds like the most annoying thing ever. It was the most annoying thing. And the only thing I can imagine that would make this worse is if there's bad voice acting over this and, like, bad jokes every time. He's like, I'm ahead of the gang or something like that. (laughs) There are some pretty bad... The voice acting isn't, you know, awful or anything like that. It is pretty stupid. Uh, Just... It's like you, and you're going around with like a with another person, so you kind of have you're supposed to be watching out for them the whole time, but you can't even take hits yourself. So there's no fucking point in even trying to watch out for this person. What does it does it look like? They're like at one point was co-op. Yeah, kind of. It might, have, but you know, <laughs> really? what? but it would be like uh, one person plays as the guy who you know loses all the limbs, and the other person doesn't. <laughs> so I don't even understand if there would be a need for co-op in this. So probably not, honestly, because then you're just kind of losing the whole mechanic. Um, it's just bad, man. It's just such a bad game. It, it just the controls don't work all that great. Like the the camera was kind of like super wonky. The shooting feels terrible. Uh, the the best thing is like the melee, uh, where you can like you pull out your sword, but instead of like pulling out your sword and then say hitting X or even R one like you would with your gun. Uh, you have to lock onto your target with L1, and then you use the right joystick to what to like slash. So it'll slash in whichever direction you're using the right joystick. Okay, so it's kind of like um, Dead Island. Kind of like Dead Island, yeah, sort of. Except like you can lose a limb, and then you won't be able to use it anymore. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It was it was frustratingly annoying. Uh, so I am very glad I did not. Is it annoyingly it, frustrating. It is annoyingly frustratingly annoying. <laughs> so but, you said you got so mad you just sent that back. I sent it. I played it for like two want it hours, house. and I was just like, "I'm done. I can't have this anymore." So I sent it back, and then I ended up getting a binary domain in the mail today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, binary domain's not bad. I'm, I'm kind of excited to try it out. I'm not gonna it's lie, not bad. I'm, I'm excited to try it out. Um, I didn't. I played the demo. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, that sounds like an awful game. It was an awful game. But you know what? What? I'm sure. You know, um, who would, you know, a game will probably be just as awful. What game? 
is a game I'm going to be giving you. It's got a 55. Okay. Into the Metacritics. Okay. Uh, but let's see some. Um, oh wow, Paul M on uh, uh, Metacritic, uh, that user gave it a nine. He says the low scores are lies. <laughs> um. Uh. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh. One faction represents the U.S. Army. And it represents the U.S. Army's arrogance and the propaganda it uses. That's why U.S. sites are bashing the game plain and simple. <laughs> okay. So I'm giving you a conspiracy, apparently. I'm, yeah, this is going to... All right, I'm already kind of excited for this game. Do you know what? Yeah, it says, ignore the idiotic IGN review. The guy's a private agenda. There you go. Conspiracy. Look it up. <laughs> Look up Google conspiracy. Google conspiracy. First thing that's going to come up, probably whatever this game. game. Yeah. But you know what, Alex? Because um, Tam Tarna on Metacritic <laughs> said, I, I thought this game might be okay. That was until I played it. What then what happened? <laughs> Bad animations, uninspired level design, and really terrible graphics and design. Not to mention the poor programming and glitch-filled gameplay. Not even kids would enjoy this game. There are heaps of better titles to spend your money on than this poor excuse for a game. Uh, well, if you want to hear some, some poor things, uh, Mike... My guess said, clunky controls, horrible AI, even worse story, zero fun factor. Okay. Uh, blank should have lived up uh, to the, oh, blank series. That would give it away. Uh, <laughs> same developers. Uh, instead, it's the biggest disappointment. Well, let me, just, let me give you a good review from, uh, from an actual site, Gaming XP. <laughs> On the whole, this game is able to satisfy the needs of a gamer. It's not so expensive. You'll have a lot of fun, and the story's not too short. Because there's not blood in the game, this title is also interesting for parents who want to buy a game for their youngsters. What? This sounds like the worst game. So yeah. I came for I play games for blood. Well, just wait because when you when when I tell you what this game is, you're probably gonna be kind of excited. I'm a <laughs> cyber vampire. That would be oh. I shit. drink the blood of the virtual people I kill. That would be awesome. That's my new game, is, Cyber yeah. Vampire. Cyber Vampire. Uh, Patent pending. Steam. Vote for it on Steam Greenlight. TM. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but, okay, so, besides that, let's, let's talk ta about some... Let's talk about Resident Evil. Yes. So, um, I played the demo a couple weeks ago, and go. I was not exactly, uh, confident in it, yeah. but I wasn't giving up hope. Yeah. How do you feel, having played the final product? You know, I haven't played it enough yet to just be like... I have to just, you know, throw this thing under the bus or whatever. Who's in how many chapters have you done? I couldn't even... I was playing Jake's chapter last night. Yeah. I kept dying. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. This is... Because I got to, like, yeah. the, the two giant bosses that are at the end of yeah, Jake's the first, first chapter. chapter. And yeah. um, it was really annoying because I was on, like, a turret shooting... And I was on, like, the final part of it. And I was on the turret shooting one of the bosses. I ended up getting shot by a sniper rifle. Yep. Uh got downed, my uh, partner came over, revived me, and then I, as I was standing up, I got hit and I was killed. Um, I played... Uh, same, that happened multiple times throughout the I game. played the same uh, campaign, played the first almost to the end of the second chapter. Okay. Um, and uh, I played online open. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I played with people just coming in, and I had someone just come into my game that didn't speak but gave me everything okay it just took care of me 
All right, see, that's good. All right, I'm down with that. Because I did not play mine online. I just kind of, I played it offline. <laughs> I wanted to get yeah. my full single-player Resident Evil experience on. Yeah, and um, you know what? This game is not that. So I just kind of gave no. up my, like, trying to have a plotting Resident Evil experience. Yeah. So we were just running through it, kicking everything, grabbing all the skill points, and yep. leaving. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing, just as like in single player, and really pissed off to like go back and find out that there was a magnum in the level that I did not pick up. Yeah, he 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 brought me over to it and like hit a button and was able to like say something. It's like over here, and oh, wow. he got me that magnum. Damn it! I was so pissed off. I did not get that magnum. Troy, uh, Troy Owl, wherever you are, thank you. Yeah, uh, when you if you see Johnny Tiggs online, make sure to join his game. <laughs> um, yeah, because I I read the Kotaku article that was like keep your game open. It's yeah, bet just play it with people. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I had I had actually I hadn't read through all of it except for like the a couple of parts that you had told me, and so I yeah. just started immediately with Jake's campaign, uh, like they had said to. Which yeah, is they, weird. Dude, the first two chapters of Jake, then the first two chapters of Leon, then the first two chapters of Crit. But the weird thing is, is that in the first chapter of Jake, you end up seeing, you know, the two behemoth <laughs> creatures come by. And the second one that comes by is in Chris's chapter. Yes, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, which is kind From of... From the depth. Yeah. So, I don't know what the timeline really is for this game at this I point. I don't either, but what was kind of cool, um, playing it on Xbox Live... Um, it said that I was intersecting with someone else's game. Oh. And it was like, so-and-so is online, you're intersecting with their game as Chris. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. I I need to play it online. This is really what it comes down to. I, I want to try the online uh, story. I also I really want to beat it just so I can try out Agent Hunt, even though I you know it just it kind of seems like a Dark Souls or you know Demon Souls type of thing, and yeah, it seems so like you just mess with people with that, right? Yep, yeah, that's what it seems. It seems like it's a griefing thing. So why wouldn't we do that, right? Yeah. Um, does this game feel like Resident Evil to you? No, not at all. Not even close. No. Not even. Not even in the same vein. Like the only thing that like feels Resident Evil about it is that you see Leon at one point. And, yeah. and you pick up herbs. That's it. Um, I really hate the quick time events. There's so many of them. Like trying to pull the thing out of that like giant BOW's back. Like uh, you like have to like they're like oh there's something attached to him pull it out. Yeah. Um, it's... that quick time event was like I kept hitting the guide button. Trying yeah, me too. To... <laughs> yeah. I it's... keep. Yeah. How how fast are you supposed to be going when you go the stick back and forth? It's crazy. So have you been using both sticks? Oh, you can use both sticks. Yeah, you can use both. Make sure you use both sticks. Whenever whenever that they stick prompt comes up, they don't tell you this stuff. Nope, Kotaku did in that in the article. They mentioned it. Oh, okay. But um, but besides not telling you about that, that you can use both sticks. Uh, they don't mention how to combat roll. They don't mention nope. how to like jump backwards and like shoot on your back. You know, like Max Payne style almost. There's a lot of things that this game just does not tell you, and that w and there was a tutorial. There's a fucking tutorial level. Why wouldn't they just have it in that? Uh, I, and that tutorial level is awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad because, because it's just it's a bunch of quick time events. Yeah, and I think the game looks pretty good. Yeah, no, it, it does. It looks really good. The explosions uh, look pretty good, except for when you're playing through Jake's campaign in that first fucking level, and just uh, I got killed by explosions immediately in that guy. And running and running towards the camera. I mean, I get it. You guys <laughs> played Uncharted. You got, or maybe you guys just played Crash Bandicoot. I don't know, but whatever. I don't want to. I, you know what? I, I understand That's, why. It's awful. But no. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's bad. Because they rendered this monster and they want to show it off. Yep. But, and I get that. Yeah, I know. But it doesn't work. No. It's the most... It, that's actually probably the most frustrating... One of the most frustrating parts so far. Yeah, probably. Uh, but you know what? Like, I've seen some really terrible reviews. Yes. Uh, I mean, what, 4.5 from GameSpot, uh, 3 Destructoid. 3 Destructoid. Um, I would not go that harsh. No, that, that it's a mediocre game. It's at best. Yeah. And I, but I think, like, you know what, um, I think if you... It, this game is completely unnecessary mm-hmm. in the fiction. Yeah, there's no reason that there's neat like okay, once they yeah, said yeah, neo umbrella i almost yeah. threw my controller <laughs> the second they said neo umbrella i was just like bullshit <laughs> the, the world is in shambles because of this corporation and someone is like hey let's use that let's let's use that brand yep and go from there yep what are you doing? I don't even know. How are you making money? I don't understand. No. This world, this economy that's happening. They, you know, they keep doing. I mean, they obviously keep doing experiments, right? <laughs> like, but um, but I want to keep playing it. Like that's the thing. Is that like I'm getting frustrated with it, but I'm kind of enjoying my time with it. And I, and I almost think that like maybe eight hours in, I'm just gonna be like, fuck it. I, I'm really uh, annoyed. But yeah. I, I have a feeling that I honestly I want to play that couch co-op. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what like this game is also just too it's too long it's too intimidating of a game. There's too much stuff. It just doesn't make any sense that they would have split it up this way. <clears throat> like it seems like if they had just focused on one of these three campaigns. Yeah, really I mean, it seems like they should have war for Cybertron. This mm-hmm. it just had it been like one long campaign that you take over different people. Yeah, that would make sense. And I, I hate that the autosaves don't. They're like, if you start another chapter, the autosave automatically deletes. Yeah, and also if you join, if you join a game online, deletes your autosave. Well, what if you start a game and just say that it's online? Well, delete your autosave. No, okay. that's what I've been doing. Okay, that's so cool. I recommend doing that, um, starting your game, and then like I would again, I was lucky to get someone that had played the game, right, and just took me through it by the hand. And got me everything that I needed. Because if it wasn't for that, I would not have gotten that magnet. I would not have done yeah. well. Like it wasn't until I like like I went back and I, I literally went through a guide just to see like what was going on because I really wanted to see how much was left in this first chapter because it just felt like it's, it's a like a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. And it felt like every time a cutscene happened, I was like, oh, chapter's over. No, yep. nope, nope. <laughs> I because I was like, when can I quit? Yeah, exactly. I, I was just like, because it was already pretty late, and I was just like, I just, I just wanted to play one chapter of this. I really just wanted to play through a chapter of this, and I couldn't even make it all the way through because I just kept fucking dying. But uh, it, yeah, I mean, the monsters seem Resident Evil-ish, but I think the shooting's awful. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think the shooting is like it. It does not feel like. Okay, I get, like, if you're playing someone that's, like, an everyman, you want the aiming to go a little wacky. I guess. Uh, because, <laughs> whatever, they're not an experienced soldier. Right. Like, I mean, it makes sense doing, for the character. Yeah, for, for uh, survival whore reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. If you're Chris Redfield, who has been shooting people for, like, 20 years now, yep. you should be able to, like, keep a crosshair straight. Exactly. And what... So have you come across this and I, I'm like while playing Jake's uh, campaign I just like 
you know, have my reticle, reticule on like a guy and you'll see like the laser sight and it'll just start moving around. Yeah, you have to um, upgrade to get your hand steady. That's so annoying. Yeah, you have to spend, I think it's like 12,000 skill points. But one that. of the earlier skill points is like uh, more item drops, which is good because I'm already finding myself running low on ammo constantly. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's not a survival horror game, so you need constant ammo. Mm -hmm. But they're not giving you that much ammo. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a lot of crates that you can go around and break, and then you'll get ammo, or they'll just be, you know, they'll just constantly spawn guys just to give yeah. you more ammo. And, and I think that the idea for Jake's campaign is cool. Yeah. I think, it, like, to make it Resident Evil 3, mm -hmm. you have this bad, what's his name again? Like, I couldn't Erst, Erstank? Erst yeah, something like that. Erstgu? Yeah. I think it's Erstank or something like that. It's something like weird. Um, to have him following you around, giving you shit, that's great. That's cool. Um, but man, those boss battles, uninspired. Yeah, shoot the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> like, alright. Or you can throw a mine, whatever you want to do, you know, just need an explosion right now, like, because there's obviously no weak point on this creature, so you really just have to get to the next event where you're running away. Yeah. Um, I will be... I don't know, I'll be shocked if I'm still playing this next week when Dishonored and XCOM come out. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sort of excited for Dishonored. I want to see a little bit more of it, but it does look kind of cool. And they seem to be pushing it pretty hard, like, I've seen a lot of subway ads for it. Yeah, and they even uh, did a tie-in with uh, Face Off, the sci-fi show. Oh, I thought you were... Okay. I was just like, wait, the Travolta, Nicolas Cage, John Woo movie? Yeah, they went back in, and they put this... Dishonored into that movie. I would be okay with that. I would absolutely be... No, I would not. No, I probably wouldn't be, but if it gave me an excuse to watch Face Off um, again, I would man, do it. Uh, software is on Steam now. It's on, it's on streaming. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. I'm going to have to watch that soon. <laughs> but not um, tonight, because we're seeing propaganda. <laughs> not tonight. Um, all right, anything else? I think... I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. I'm pretty sure that was... I threw in gateways for, like, another second, and then the puzzles were just way too hard. <laughs> so I, I had to stop playing gateways. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I really want to pl I really want to pick up Hell Yeah, but uh, I just haven't picked it up yet. Wait, play what? Hell Yeah. Oh, yes. Hell Yeah. Yeah. That looks cool. Uh, uh, that yeah. game was weird. You played it? Uh, I played oh, it. You played it PAX, right? Yeah. Um, I want to get it. It's eleven ninety nine on PS three. Yeah. That, but it, uh, apparently it's going to be free on PSN next month. All right, then I'm just going to wait till next month. I think so. Um, um, someone's <laughs> going to have to verify that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I can um, wait. I've waited this long. I, ha I haven't picked it up yet. It looks really cool. I really like the look of it and, and everything. It's, it looks really funny. Yeah, it's interesting. It, um, yeah, next week is like kind of like the onslaught of games begins because there's like three big games coming out next week. Yeah. Which is um, cool. You know, Borderlands kind of kicked this off, and then you got, we got Resident Evil, which is, you know, arguably a big game. I mean, it's going to sell like a shit ton, but. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about just getting XCOM on PC. I feel like that's the way I you gotta. I, I know they've like made it around controllers. I really wish that they're. I mean, I don't know how they're going, how XCOM is gonna scale and stuff, but I really wish that like some of these times, like kind of like how they did with Civ, where like you could just zoom out and like if you don't have a good enough PC, you can just play it in like a hex map. I really wish you could kind of do that stuff with XCOM. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's about it. So, what about you, Alex? What have you been playing recently? Alright, well, um, I played a little more Gravity Rush. 
So, uh, what, what that game's still mediocre. I know, but it was just like, oh wow, there's something on the Vita. It looks good. It looks really good. Um, it's kind of got it's got a fun play style, but it's just yeah, a little boring. But um, I played like because I was already like two hours in, and I played like another two hours, maybe not even. Yeah. Um, and just all the challenge, like the extra stuff that they tried to pad that game out with, just does not, not make it, it more fun. It's almost like they're they like looked at Infamous and they're just like, how can yeah. we scale something like this down to the Vita? And they tried to, and they did a decent job with it, but they just... I mean, for maybe... Because it is kind of the first of its kind. That game's not a lot of fun, um, which is its main problem. Yeah. And uh, And I wish it was. the combat is not very good. Yeah, I know. The combat's awful. Um, So, like, I kept with it for a little while, and I just tried to like it, but... um, yeah, it's still not great. Yeah, um, yeah besides uh, Resident Evil, what else? Uh, Wizorb. Oh, how's, how, uh, what'd you play it on? Uh, PC. Okay. Because um, it's also an Xbox Live indie game, yeah. I think. I think so. Uh, yeah, I got it in the Humble Bundle. Oh, yeah, so um, I, must have, I must have gotten that as well. Yeah, and uh, that's just like Arkanoid Breakout, but with like a retro style in like an RPG world. Cool. Um, and it's cool. So kind of like um, a mix of like Arkanoid and Puzzle Quest. Yes, exa- okay. that's exactly what it is. Cool. Um, and I think it's it's fun. It's a good time waster. Um, I found myself the levels kind of just keep coming. Sometimes when you go to one town. Okay. Um, and I kind of like I was kind of like looking just to go back to and buy some upgrades and things like that because you you can do that, which is cool. Uh, you can like, rebuild the main town that you're in. Right. Uh, with money and stuff like that. Um. But it, there was kind of like no break, so I just right. kept doing like level after level after level, and um, it was good. Just to get a little monotonous. Yeah. Um, but I'd say like it's a good like it's a good thing if you're just like listening to like a pot like if you're listening to let's say the Grief podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, why not? I mean, you're doing it I'm, now. Yeah, you're 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 already doing it. Just just veg out with yeah. his orb. Just veg out with some. Just you know, put us on in the background. We've got soothing voices. That's all you need. Yeah, ignore your kids. Ignore your kids if you got them. If you, I mean, if you even know if you got them. <laughs> well, if you don't, then you're already ignoring them. That's true. Yeah, just ignore all carnal instincts that you have, and just you know, veg yeah. out for a little bit. You don't need to procreate. No, no. There's no reason. Not, you got Wizorb and you got griefed. <laughs> what else do you need? No, that that's like the the exact kind of game it is. It's yeah. just like it's the kind of thing that like you do with Bejeweled, right, but it's right, right. a bit more involved. Let me ask um, you: Do you when like when a new humble bundle or uh, or any of the other indie bundles come out, do you almost always just blindly go and buy them? Yes. Yeah, me too. But this uh, this humble bundle when it came with Hector, I was so fucking excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, I owned, like, out of the ten final games, I owned six or seven. I don't. I didn't own any of them on the PC, and I was really excited about that. Because th- there were, like, two or three games in there that I really wanted. And Hector is, like, 20 bucks on Steam. And I could get, and it was, like, eight bucks, you get everything. It's yeah, it's, I mean, they're great deals. Such I, a great deal. I hate the fact that they make me stop, they stop me from buying new indie games. Yeah, a little bit. But, then, but, you know, knowing us, we'd buy them anyway. Oh, I'd buy everything. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Come on. Um, do you buy the Android indie bundles? I actually, I did, but I've never actually redeemed them. Oh, because, I mean, as the only person I know with Android phone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, only, the only game I have on my Android phone is Phone Story. 
Wait, what's what, is that like a little like uh the like game dev story type stuff? Um, it's kind, it's just it's like a scathing uh review of the iPhone making process. That's kind of fun. So it's like the first level, it's like a bunch of kids that are mining for uh mining for uh the rare earth minerals and you're a taskmaster with a whip and when you see a kid get tired you have to go over to him and whip him. Ooh, dark. And then like the next one is like a bunch of people at like the factories that make them like committing suicide and you're outside with a uh with a trampoline to sit, to stop them from dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really, it's kind of it's really funny. Um it's really you know it's interesting and it's true. You know, a lot of the stuff about it I mean I know that Apple's kind of tried to make some strides with especially like all the suicides that had been happening. Yeah. In Japan, but like at the time that this came out, this was all very true, and like a lot of it was kind of being more or less hush hush. You know, there were like you know there was articles about it, but it was still it wasn't on the forefront where as it should have been, because that's fucking because there was just some fucking ridiculous shit going on. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's crazy all that Foxconn stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no, uh, that, that's I don't I think he, he tried to get it onto the iOS store and they rejected it. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I imagine. But like it was. But, but like yeah, I mean, Android, they don't check. <laughs> no, it's the Wild West yeah. still on there, which is um, fine because that means that we could actually get a game published on Android. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, what else? Uh, I've still been playing Super Hexagon. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, I, I, I ever talk about that on here? I don't think so. You had me play it at a like a Sunday or two ago. Yeah. And it seemed really cool. I was not very good at it for like the two and a half minutes that I played it, but I could see that being really addictive and just really cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh Terry Cavanaugh, the guy that did V, 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 V. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you're a little triangle just navigating, um, through like incoming mazes. Okay. Um, that are like all trippy and there's like kind of like, uh, bit core, whatever type music playing. Yeah. Um, and it's super addictive because kind of similar to like Meat Boy and all that. Like when you die, start right up. Uh, it gets you right back in there. Yeah, which um, is good. You, it's I mean, that's immediate like uh, responsive feedback and stuff. And um, oh, I should still I, I should my, mention I forgot to mention about Little Big Planet Vita. Uh, load times are still atrocious. Oh god, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, keep yeah. going. With my my highest time on it is like forty eight seconds. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's kind which of the game that's is not to much. Be. Yeah, but it's like a bite-sized type of thing that, like, it's you can keep playing it though. Like when you die, you just want to keep playing it. Yeah, like, it's a, a dollar on the iOS store. That's a good um, and I know it was like kind of the hotness a couple yeah. weeks ago, and I didn't mention it, but uh, yeah, I've been playing it, and it's uh, it's super addictive, and I still play it on the subway, nice. and um, someday I want to beat it because I heard there's actually an ending. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, I. I really like playing games on the subway. <laughs> I just like like people's reactions to whatever the fucking. Oh, uh, and that is a game that you will curse. Yeah. Like the day you were born while you were playing it. <sighs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you you well, know how well, how much we curse the day we're born. Oh God! Yeah, I hate those days. Uh, all right. So the last couple things. Yeah. Is this? Let me. Uh, I want to hear some connect stuff. Yeah, connect stuff. Um. So I played three Connect demos okay. today. Uh, Fable the Journey. Oh, all right. Tell me about it. Um, remember Peter, Peter Molyneux? Yep, he's a guy. He was like, yep, he's, uh, he's yeah, doing yeah. some cube thing. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what he does now. He left during this game, which is a great sign. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like, it's not on rails. Yeah. And then he showed off the demo, and it was flat out on rails. It's, uh, it's completely on rails. Yeah. And uh, the demo that's out right now, it's none of the horse stuff. Okay. Which is supposed to be like the main crux of it is like you and your horse are like hanging out and having fun together. Okay. Um, I guess I don't know. What so do you the, do with the horse? Does the horse take the place of the dog or something? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I think that's exactly what he's going for. Um. So it's a lot of just like spell casting. Okay. Uh, with your hands, like you kind of just push out your arms okay. a lot. Um, kind of some decent stuff with it. It's not completely terrible. Okay. I think like if it's if you've like a twelve, if there was like a twelve to like sixteen year old kid, I would say totally play it. Okay. Um, I think if you're like a hardcore like getting up there gamer, like us, like yeah. there's no the. Don't. No what reason. are you doing? Yeah. There's no reason to play this game. No. Um, it's real dumb, uh, uh, but it's not terrible. Like the connect moves are okay. Okay. Like um, for you kind of like kick. Not, uh, what's that? Wanted style. You can like kind of like change the trajectory of your like your fireballs that oh, you put okay. out there. Okay. So like, you put your arm out and then you like. You, you swipe it to the right. So you're Andrew and, and Jolie, and you just kill a bunch of people in a circle, including and yourself. You, yeah. I, why did she do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't and know. They, they wanted to bring her back for a sequel. Then how but, is that, how's that going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can do that. You can kind of like bend your, your shots and things like that, and that's kind of cool. And you can yell, fireball, when oh. you want to shoot out a fireball. Okay, that sounds awesome. And, and magic shards to throw a spear, which so, I felt like an idiot yeah, on that stuff, yeah. but uh, it worked. So when you push out like your arms to cast spells, do you can you change the spell that you're about to cast somehow? Or is it always fire? Uh, if for arms, that's another way to go to fireball. Okay. It thinks that, and there's an upgrade system, which is, you know, that's, that's standard. It's an RPG. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's completely just on rails. Annoying. You know, kind of like you're just shooting with your arms and things like that. It's nothing like I was not blown away by it. The connect motions were okay. Like your left arm is used for like uh, it's like push and pull spells. So okay. you can like pull things that like can pull guys' shields away and things like that. So that's kind of neat. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't like the wor- It was not the worst thing ever or okay. anything like that. It's not like terrible, but I just don't feel the need to play it and like they tried putting out a video of like hardcore gamers saying how like excited they were for it yeah and it's like the it's the worst video of all time and uh i don't think that anyone really believes that yeah because this game is like there's not much special about it that's Um, depressing especially because i mean malanu left in the middle of it that's kind of telling i think that like it just kind of wasn't going well, maybe. Yeah. Um, and if there was more to this game, then they like picked a shitty demo to put out because right. it's again, it, it's not half of it is apparently with like the horse stuff. The concept of it was you're going on vacation with your family and you get separated, so it's kind of like Home Alone. I, I game- wish I wish it was you're going on uh, vacation with your horse. <laughs> no, I think you put your horse. <laughs> It's a, it's a classic boy meets horse story. <laughs> it's just like all. It's like you know. I don't even. I can't even. <laughs> boy meets horse. Boy. Boy falls in boy. love with horse. 
Boilers. Horse, <laughs> horse dies in a tragic blimp accident. You yeah. know, that kind of story. <laughs> no, the worst. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of movie quotes tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's just full of movie quotes. Uh, that's all right. Um, I love Naked Gun. <laughs> really uh, hey, it's Enrico Plus. <laughs> Uh, I have that t-shirt. I, I know, that. it's a great t-shirt. Guys, go watch Naked Gun. Yeah. In Wayne's World 2. In Wayne's World 2. And, you know, Face Off, because it's on streaming. Oh, and Face Off, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I, I would just, I, you, you know what? If you're really invested in Fable, and you even played Fable Heroes to get money for this game, yeah. uh, I guess that would be the case, I'd at say, to point. play it day one. Yeah. Other than that, wait. Just wait until you're real bored. December. December's going to be like nothing. Wait yeah. until then. Yeah, uh, one game that you shouldn't play no matter what month it is Uh-oh. is Avengers Battle for Earth. What? Didn't you didn't even sh- know this game existed, no, did you? No, I didn't. No, what is this game? So THQ got their Avengers game that looked cool uh, canceled uh, last year. Right. And uh, Ubisoft uh, took the IP. And they made a connect fighting game where you do just moves, like you just strike poses like in cards, like you have a selection of cards, like Dance Central type style. Uh, And you do one of those and you'll do that move. Okay. It's dumb. And it's a fighting game? Yeah, it's a fighting game. And I played as the Hulk fighting Skrull Captain America and Skrull Magneto. Ooh, whoa, all right. Yeah, so they did some secret invasion stuff. So nice, yeah. Kind of in the world. But, like, the game the gameplay is barely existent. It's just not It's not fun, and it doesn't feel good, and nothing works right. And you can never quite tell when you're actually going to hit a guy, and its suggestions of what to do are terrible. So are you moving around the world, or are you just doing these, like, motions? You can, move, you can kind of bob left or right to dodge. Okay. But other than that, you're just striking poses. Strike the pose. Yeah, you just you vogue. Just vogue. Yeah, nice. you're literally voguing your way to beating Skrull. <laughs> Hulk vogue. Yeah, I was, was Hulk, and I had a partner, a tag partner of the of Thor, and I didn't, and it didn't tell me how to tag. Like it's a bad demo anyway. Oh, it doesn't tell you how to tag. Oh, that's it doesn't tell me how to use my other character. So you gotta I, pay for that. Yeah. It's it's awful. I would not play this. I, no one. They already put out Ubisoft already put out another game just like this. So they just put an Avenger skin onto it. So annoying. So annoying. Yeah. That's, so that's whatever. Don't like. I don't know. Don't play this game. That's again. Moral of the story. Yeah. Don't be fooled by the Avengers. Even if you're a huge Avengers fan, because which you know we are. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but still, I, I watched the commentary track for the the Avengers Blu-ray. How was that? It's great. Uh, we've been Oscar- talking on that the whole time. It's just Whedon, and he just nerds out the that's, whole time. That's awesome. And uh, it's it's actually, like, in very endearingly nerdy. Uh, I recommend Like, at one point, he's like, uh, this is my joke of hitting a Norse person out of the frame. And, yes, I will do it five more times. I apologize. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just nerding out. It's great. That's awesome. Um, did you get that Blu-ray? No, I didn't get the Blu-ray yet. Um, yeah, because if you had pre-ordered the special big edition that got delayed a year... You would. They sent you. Just, uh, free. Yeah, Amazon just sent it to you for free, right? 
the the, the regular one. So That's, I, I wish I had pre-ordered it now just so I could have gotten that for free. I'm kind of annoyed yeah, myself, no. but yeah, me too. The the reason <laughs> I didn't yeah the reason I didn't end up pre-ordering the cases because I already have like Iron Man, Iron Man two, Thor. I I yeah I already own three of them on Blu-ray. So. Yeah. or no, just two, just two. Um, I don't own Captain but, America. I do not own Captain America. Well, they're on streaming now. Yeah, so exactly. That's why. Yeah. So why would I? Yeah. yeah. But you can't get the commentary on streaming for Avengers. So. That's true. And now, no, it's a great. It's a, it's a great DVD. That's cool. Or Blu-ray. Uh, I recommend that because um, my roommate did that, so I get to reap the rewards. Yeah. None. None of the monies. Nice. Um. All right. And last but not least, uh, Dan Central Three. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tell me about this. How is it? Oh, it's Dan Central. It's it's fine. It's good. Are you traveling through time, doing the time warp. Yep. It uh it did not have that. It's uh but they did introduce Dance Central Intelligence. So like Dance Central Three just seems dumb yep. and fun because it's like they added a story that seems like nonsense. Um, which is which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, for a dancing game to even just go that far as to like if you're going to try and well, throw a story into a dancing game, don't try and do something like it's like. I don't know, bring it on or, or step up, I guess. It's just like, yeah, make it completely batshit insane. Yeah, and uh, because of that, it seems like, yeah, it seems like fun. Yeah. And you know what? Those games are always like, you know, $10 or so discounted. So yeah, exactly. um, I'm definitely going to be getting it. Uh, nice. The, da- the songs that they had weren't like great. They had like moves like Jagger and things like oh, that. Oh, so oh, man. were not things I was looking forward to dancing to but, uh, I mean, by myself. Like- in my apartment, so yeah. I mean, but it's not like Propaganda is going to be on there. So uh, well, I'm going to be dance. I'm, I will be doing dance central moves to Propaganda very soon. Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of excited to see that now. No, I will not. <laughs> all, um, right, all right, so um, I think that's it okay. for games. Um, you know, all these games, good or bad, they eventually get reviewed. Yeah, they do. And some of them get really uh, bad reviews. Yeah, and I can guarantee you some of them that I just talked about will have terrible reviews. Most likely. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, as consumers and as enthusiasts, we react to reviews. Yeah, like, pretty heavily. Yeah, and a lot of times, and, and they, you know, we look to them to see, you know, should we buy this? And sometimes they like try to go deeper than that and like actually deconstruct games mm-hmm. and all these things. And you know, I think today we just want to talk about like where where these have their place. You know, what should they be doing? Right. Um, you know, h- how do we feel we can trust them and all these things? So uh, because f- that's something we have to do with. Yeah. So do you? All right. So how, what's your feeling on review scores? Um. I don't like them in the sense that I think that they can be, you know, I don't think that they necessarily apply all the time yeah. because uh, reviews are very subjective. Yeah. But at the same time, like we were just referencing Metacritic earlier. Yeah, exactly. Metacritic yeah. is changed the landscape of things because people lose their jobs. People lose based their on jobs. People get bonuses based on Metacritic. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yep. That was the first one to be like, really public about it. Yeah. Like, they weren't getting bonuses unless they got an 88. And the, and they said that, like, before the game came out, right? Yeah. They're, like, trying to... But, I mean, I guess the other thing about it is... I mean, and, and that kind of sucks. Especially to, like, try and throw that on the reviewers. Be like, hey, guys, you know, if you want us to get bonuses. Like, no, that's not fair. That's not fair but, to the people who are going to review it. But at the same time, like, as a consumer, you go to a website and you see, you know, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 
uh, banners everywhere and then you see the review, like that influences like how much you can trust that review. That's true. And a lot of, I mean, and that's kind of, for better or worse, a lot of game or a couple of gaming websites uh, that I won't mention. You know, you'll you'll see the entire background of the site will just be, uh, you know, an ad for a game, and then it'll just be yeah. like, oh, okay. And then if you actually check the review for a game, it's like a five out of ten, and you're just like, wait, really? What's going on here? Like, yeah, why, why and, do you and, feel the need to support this game this way, but then at the same time be like, well, our buying advice is probably no. Like, that's kind of yeah. up to me. But at the same time, I have to give those people more credit than, like, at the same time, like, you feel like if you see the banners for a game and then you see a good score, like, in the back of my mind, I'm always like, oh, how did that score get there? That's true, yeah. Was it, like, giving, like, the classic, like, money hat type things that, yeah. like, people have been, like, you know, I think that was originally thrown at IGN, like, a bunch of yeah. years ago. Yeah, it was. Um, and I don't believe that's the case most of the time, yeah, but, no. like, you also see games throwing like for instance dance central 3 has a move called the time belt which is a reference to justin mcelroy from uh the verge uh he was in a a movie when he was a little kid called the time he was yeah yeah so is it called the verge now did they change it was a polygon uh, well yeah now it's polygon but they're still writing through the verge um uh but yeah, so like I mean, seeing something like that, like seeing a game put in something referencing a reviewer, like obviously these people become friends, like they work in similar circles. And many times, like if you look at like PR people in games, a lot of times have been game reviewers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I mean, what like David Ellis, mm-hmm. uh, Shane Betten, uh, Shane Bettenhausen, um, um, all these people, um, Eric Wolpa yeah. on uh, uh, you know in Valve. Um, you know, all these people have worked for like One Up and GameSpot and all that stuff. And but you know, uh, I, but I, I also think that a lot of times you're you know you're you're passionate about games anyway, and you you're writing about games, and maybe not for everybody, obviously, but for some people in the back of their mind, they really want to break into the games industry in something more than a critical sense, and that and yeah. that and that is the easiest way to both. You know, get your name out there as someone who is influential in the game's uh, landscape, and, uh, and no, just, absolutely, yeah. I, I I totally agree with you. And like, I mean, even like, you know, you'll hear game reviewers being like, "Oh, I can really only go into like community management and stuff like that." Like, that's yeah. Like, there's doesn't seem to be like, especially in this economy, many yeah. places for you to go besides working for a games company. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, I, do you think that it's okay for like, even like Reketeer put in giant bomb references? Like, do you think like, and they chose not to review that game. And also, um, when you think about uh, Giant Bomb, never actually reviewed Bastion either, because they were yeah. very close with those people, and they were just like, and if you ever listened to like the the podcasts around that time when it came out, they were very upfront, being like, uh, no, we're not we're not going to review this game because we've had such a, a just a close working relationship with all these people that it would probably you know end up. It might end up being skewed, or people could take it as skewed, and I mean, but because like they were yeah. obviously going to give Bastion a great score, as Bastion was just a great game in general. Oh, I mean, it was an amazing game, but uh, I mean, obviously, I think that's the best way that you have to deal with that stuff because I think the internet reacts to things so crazily. They will. They, that, like, it reads into things that aren't there. Yeah, but at the same time, like I mean, if I have to say, like even personally, like I still. I would still feel a little bit of distrust, even if I agreed with them, 
if yeah. I saw like that good of a relationship and then a great score. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Because yeah, it just, it just feels weird. As, as as someone who is just like kind of on the sidelines watching all that happen, that feels weird. Yeah, and I think that like again, um, we kind of mentioned this beforehand. Like even Kickstarter now is kind of bringing in another dimension with that. Yeah. Like I think that you have to kind of at least divulge your involvement in something. Yeah, but I mean that shouldn't stop you from reviewing the game. No, because I think that like that that Kickstarter is now kind of glorified pre-orders. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. For better or worse, and we'll probably talk about that at some later date. Uh, yeah. But like, but that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you're pre-ordering a game with to get updates while it's made and uh, to make sure that it's made. And um, like, I, I mean, I, I uh, kickstarted FTL. Right. I think as long as I like, I gave that game twenty bucks. Right. Uh, um, I would. St- I still have no problem saying that's a great game. Yeah, that is a good game. Objectively, good game. yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would feel I'd have to say that if I were could be offering people buying advice. Right. I'm trying. I'm looking at all the stuff that I have. I'm trying to get over to my Kickstarter to see how many things I've backed. <laughs> oh, I backed like probably twenty things. And you, but I, I, I enjoy that. Like the the thing that I kind of feel weird with. Well, you know that uh, what I was going to say it was more of a Kickstarter podcast type of thing. So we'll wait for for that. But um. Because there, you know, there are a lot of big companies that are, and like big name type of games that are just like, ah, eh, let's do a Kickstarter instead. And and I feel like Kickstarter. I mean, and obviously, I'm just kind of bringing my own uh, opinions onto this, but it, Kickstarter feels more like it's a place for people who couldn't get the funding otherwise. I actually think that's what it should be for. Yeah. Um, and I know right now there's the big like Amanda Palmer, yeah, um, controversy. And I think some of that is unfairly just levied against her. Yeah. I think, like, maybe a little too much. But at the same time, like, that is still someone that could something made. Yeah, like, that's, like she's a big name. Like, Yeah. Like, um, that's still someone that is, like, a known musician. Um, you know, they won't have a trouble if they wanted to go through a label to, to make a, a record. Like, Kickstarter, like, those things should be for people that without that funding that thing wouldn't exist and you could love the same criticism on tim schaefer yeah like, I, i've kickstarted 31 different things apparently <laughs> uh, there's no reason uh double fine adventure couldn't exist without kickstarter yeah and 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 that was kind of like the that was the big thing that that really brought it to everyone's attention when double fine was actually able to to kind of get so much money and so quickly that then you'll be seeing like a, a, a what was like Project Eternity, uh, yeah, and, I, well, and 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 even people have been um, oh God, who was it? You know, it's... Yeah, even um, some developer was even saying how they were approached by a big publisher to kickstart something. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Because it's just like because what's well, undermining is... the po- the purpose of that? Yeah. And then, and, and because the, because in the long run, you know, the publisher would be will be getting their royalties still, and yeah. the people who are actually funding it are just going to be getting whatever trinkets that are at their prize level. Yeah, and I mean, I, we're kind of diving too much, I guess, into Kickstarter yeah, right yeah, now. Are, but yeah. uh, but I think that there's great things about it, and I've actually received everything I've I've, um, I've put into. Yeah, it's been doing this time. So I can't, like, talk shit and say, like, oh, I've never gotten anything. Well, I mean, 
only one thing, and that was a friend. So that doesn't count. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that book was never. Yeah, but like everything else, I people have been like super professional about. Yeah. So like I I cannot like talk shit about that stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that. You know, again, FTL, great game. It exists because of that stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, do big puppers need to encroach on things and make them shitty? No. Yeah, no, not at all. I think that, like, is only a matter of time before things like that are co-opted, and yep. that's already happening. It's already happening. Uh, that's why Indiegogo has started up, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. The language of these things is really dicey, and I think that's where my problem comes in. Um but as far as reviews go, um, I mean, what do you think? Like, why do you why do you read a review? Do you want to know actually like the specific mechanics and everything of a game, or do you just want to know should you buy it, or do you just look you know do you look right at the number first? I mean, the number is usually up front, so I will end up checking out the number first, and then. But I, I always try to to read through the review because I do want to read about the mechanics of the game. I really like a lot of times that's kind of what I'm interested in is yeah. like, were they able to make this fun? You know, were they, are the controls janky? Like are the checkpoints bad? Like I, I always look for something to say that, like I always yeah. look to see like what people say about the camera in the, in the, in the game. And I like, camera in Resident Evil 6 is awful. Camera in Resident <laughs> Evil 6 is beyond awful. I hate it when it just takes the control away from you. It is so annoying. <laughs> That's so bad. Anyway, continue. Um, and another thing, and the melee in Resident Evil Combat 6 is annoying as well. That's, that's another thing. Um, well, that's, it doesn't feel like... Uh, in Resident Evil <laughs> 5, it felt like you were like fucking blasting things like crazy like across the room. Yeah. And this time it's like, you can't even line it up right. Yeah, I and, know. That's... Um, I don't think I like Resident Evil 6. I, I know, but it's kind of like a love-hate type of thing. <laughs> I know. But uh, so I, I, I read reviews because I want to see the mechanics of the game. I want to see the nuances of the game. And I, and I want... Because these people, you know, that are, are reviewing the games... Uh, yeah. That, that's what they do, is that they just spend all day playing games. Yeah. And so... And which is, you know, more or less <laughs> I what mean, we do also, as well. <laughs> yeah, like, who can't, you know... And so, like, they're they're gonna be able to have a good perspective on it just because of the other games that they have played, and like, and of course, it is kind of unfair to ever really compare one game to another just in general because. And I think eventually, as like years reading reviews, you find reviewers that match your tastes. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you'll find a site that's just like full of reviewers that that you just kind of like everybody of, and like. Yeah. That you respect the opinions of their reviewers because they don't compromise their feelings based on you know relationships and things like that. Like they they just they want to tell you exactly how they felt about the game. Yeah, and I think that that it is an important thing to kind of check to see like what is going on with the review site. And I think a lot of them, uh, even Joystick, all of them will be like, play this game with a review copy yeah. given by this person or at a review event. Yeah. So like I think you can take those things and you can extrapolate them onto the review. So if you see if you see that like someone you know played a game at a review event and gave it a very high score for like especially like the multiplayer let's say yeah okay they played this in a full event with people there that were all enthusiasts and all these mm-hmm. things like you have to take put things into context and like certain like out of a slice that the publisher or the the developer wanted you to see more than anything else 
Yeah. Because like, if you're going to be, sh- if you've got like a whole bunch of people in the industry coming around to see your game, you're going to give them the best possible experience possible for them. Oh, and even like, even when I was at PAX East, yeah. um, like I played, uh, what was it? Um, stupid mech game that ended up terrible. Uh, Steel Battalion? Steel Battalion. I had a guy walk me through it and like, we were talking, like it made it like just talking with someone and having like someone like being like, isn't this awesome? And all these things like pumping you up for it made you more pumped up for it right. right like you have to keep that in mind that like when people are putting those thoughts in your head like obviously yeah you will be like you know slightly more inclined to uh believe that but not to say that these people aren't you know used to you know getting thrown things by pr people and yeah. still giving games a five right because obviously that happened with steel battalion that yeah. game still got like a 30 metacritic it's awful yeah, it does not have a um, i really wanted to i almost like that was the game that i i was like if this game is good i will buy a connect yeah and it was not um nope. but uh i mean i think that game reviews i think a lot of people do use them to validate their own thoughts yeah uh i think that you will have like kind of fanboyism come into play uh, and people will just get mad mm-hmm. when they see something that does not, you know, validate what they think. Right. Which is, um, yeah. And, and that, that can also kind of skew it a little bit as well. Yeah. And I think that like, even like, uh, God, what was it? Twilight princess. Yep. Uh, I believe, was it Jeff Gersman gave that a 7.8? Something. Yeah. And that became a meme yeah. of people being mad about that 7.8. But like, that's uh, what he felt, you know? Yeah, and I think that, like, those are the times when you have to be like, okay, you know, that's that's someone's opinion. This is, like, an art, not a science. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, that's why, and, I mean, I, and that's why there's so many different... And, and that's why it becomes they, difficult with so many different, you know, reviewing websites out there. And, and everyone's going to have their own take on it. And you're obviously... And there's always going to be someone who just, you know, likes the game... For whatever reason. Maybe it's just like, you know, something oh. in them that they just want to like the game more. And so there are dumb games that I love. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. First Defense Force. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's a great, terrible game. Deadly Premonition is a great, terrible game. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, would I give those a... Like, this is where it becomes a problem. Like, would I give those a high review score? No. Yeah. But yeah. there are, like, they are infinitely fun to play. Right. And at the same time, when when you're you know, you're thinking about the reviews, it's kind of like, how is the reviewer scoring this? Is he scoring this based on what he thinks you will think of it, or is he giving this the score that he would think of it, or she yeah, would think of it? That that is what I like about uh, Kotaku's system of like, should you, the, their only score type thing is should you play this game? Yeah, and it's yes, no, or not yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like. I mean, obviously, that's you know that's still subjective but i do like the fact that it's just like okay you know even if this game is dumb is this worth playing yeah um because i think that's i think gamers i mean i hate using the word gamers even but like i think uh we still like playing things even for kitsch you know even like same thing like with movies yeah we see a lot of bad movies and we watch a lot of and we review movies too yeah um, and I, it's, <laughs> we it's weird that we give movies scores, but not games. But I think that uh, if, if I, I had, had my way, I, we would not be giving a movie scores. I will say that right now. <laughs> I, and I agree with you. Uh, but I think that um, 
at least with movies, it's one particular experience. Yeah. Um, at, at the same, like I find to be like to review a movie to be much more difficult in the long run than reviewing a game, just because like not so much that like everything is completely different about it, but it's just like when I'm talking about the review of a movie, I want to talk about everything from the movie. I want to talk about the movie, and I want to tell the about the things that I like, the things that I didn't like, and like yeah. and the ending is always a very big point of it. And I and I I don't like how <laughs> when we're all when we're always talking about it, how we can't really get into that. No, I I hate. I mean, a perfect world. I would like to review movies with spoilers completely. Yeah. And I always kind of push for that on moviepodcast.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> plug there. Um, yeah, because I think that you can't actually... You can't talk about things without getting into everything about it. Yeah, and, like, and, and, when, you, and when you don't start getting into everything about it, it just feels like you're almost hiding information from it or you're just... Like, there are things that you want to talk about that will... And I think that that's actually a problem I come into with games, too, is, like, when you look at previews... Yeah. A preview of a game could be glowing. Oh, yeah. And the game could still get a terrible... Like, uh, um, Too Human. Yep. That's an example of a game that I read nothing... Like, I was reading Enthusiast Press about for years. Yep. Red, Steel Battalion itself, as well. Yeah. Read decent previews, and then when it came out, everyone shot out and said it, it was, you know, not good. Yeah. And as a consumer, like, you feel spurned by that stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no way around it. Like, it feels shitty to feel misled. Yeah. Lost Planet as well. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, having gotten at least somewhat closer to that world, I understand a bit more now. Yeah. That, like, if you're only shown parts, that's all you have to go on, and that might be a good part. Yeah, exactly. Or, again, if you have someone there influencing you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, even I've, you know, gone to a studio and had a a developer, you know, show me games and, like, said, hey, this is Hush Hush. uh, And had me play things and, like, talk to me about it. And it sounded cool. But I was in no position to give a review. But, yeah, and at the same time, like, sure, like, a developer can be very charismatic and they can, you know, make you believe one thing, and then they can talk about stuff that they want to do that may not yeah. necessarily end up happening. And it's not to say developers are evil people for no. this stuff because because they want to make product. a great game. Like I don't think yeah. any developer is going out there and being like, "No, we need to make a shit game right now." No, people want to <laughs> yeah. make good games. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I don't want to sound like it's it's saying that like developers are bad people. No. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, because I think you know, I hope to you know, develop something someday. Yeah. I've got a sticky hand in my pocket. <laughs> that might be, I might just title the episode of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sticky the hand in my, my pocket. From the yellow ones. <laughs> I don't know something. <laughs> I, I mean, but we can't get rid of reviews. Like that's the thing is that reviews are still very important. No, I still, re- I still rely on them personally. Uh, because we can't, buy everything and we can't play everything so we have to we try to but we can't yeah. and especially like in th- like in, in especially like as a you know an insider outsider like you know someone that's with everything but not actually inside there yeah like um you know we're interested in everything and we want to hear about it we yeah. want to know what's good yeah um 
So I think we need, yeah, we do need there to be reviews. But I think you can't take any person's review as gospel. No. And you can't think that there are, there aren't, like we talked about conspiracies before. I don't, I pers- I don't think there's any conspiracies with anything. No, definitely not. No, that's ridiculous that they would even, they, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that there are times, because you've heard of like, you know, people giving a bad review and then kind of getting axed or whatever. And even, even then there's usually still some other story to it and just kind of, it was happenstance that it happened at that time. Yeah. And I think that there obviously, I, I will not debate that companies will do shitty things to try to get things sold. Yeah. I mean, because uh, that will happen at some point. Because but that's not ever. Yeah. At one point, like of course they're going into it trying to make you know a great game, and then in the end of it, when they play it or whatever, and it's just like, oh man, this isn't. This just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the, and that's kind of the job at that point of PR and marketing to just be like, well, we have to spin this. Yeah, and they, you know, and they do call companies, uh, call game reviewers, and complain. Like, yeah. you know, that is a thing that happens. Yeah. You know, PR people will, you know, yell at reviewers. But like, I think the vast majority, like 99%, I will say, that I, you know, at least have, you know, followed for years, seem to stick to their guns. Yeah, exactly. And like, and you, I mean, they're always going to complain. And that's the thing is that because they yeah. want their game to be sold, like, yeah, they don't, and that's not a bad thing inherently. No, no, not at all. No, it's 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 good that because no one wants to see people out of a job and stuff like that. And, and yeah, so, and like it sucks that it comes down to it. Like it, something could be in development for you know three years, costing hundreds of millions of dollars or you know tens of millions of dollars, and then not make any of that money back because because Absolutely. it just ends up being crappy, and that sucks. And, and no reviewer wants that on their conscience. No, but and but it you know like. They're reviewing the game. They're not reviewing the people making the game or anything like that. This is strictly yeah. about the gameplay in general, and that's. I think that's an important thing. Is that, you know, for for everybody, not just for no. you know consumers and for reviewers, but you know, for like also the companies that you have to, that you know, there's this thing where you yeah. have to be dis- you're you're detached. Like the reviewers detached from everything surrounding the game, and they have to review the game because. You, you you can't just tell people to go buy a good game when it sucks because that looks bad on you. Yeah, and obviously these people are not necessarily game developers, so yeah. take that as it is yeah. of like, you know, okay, maybe they don't know everything about making a game, but they are from the point of the consumer. And just because exactly. someone is a good game developer doesn't mean that they make a good game every time. Like, even John Romero made Daikatana. <laughs> so, so you know what? Not every, everyone fucks up, guys. Everyone fucks up. Uh, uh, Epic Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Um, too, too human. We'll too go there. Human, yeah, too human. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This uh, Resident Evil Six. Resident Evil Six. <laughs> uh, the the fable, the journey. <laughs> you know, it's just... yeah. It fucking it happens. Everyone screws up, and uh, be it reviewers or developers. So. And, and all, I, it, all it comes down to, in my mind at this point, is that the repercussions of a bad review should not weigh on the entire company. Like, maybe, no. maybe, they're, just, maybe they're putting too much into the game where the company has to stand on that game, I, and that's it, not the way to make a game. It would be nice if there was a Metacritic without scores <laughs> yeah. that would just let you see. Like, I think game rankings maybe does that. Yeah. Uh, um, 
I'm not sure. You know, that that uh would just, you know, show you the the blur, at least give you a blurb and an in, insight into what someone thinks. Yeah. Um I think, you know, I don't think the industry should live and die by those things. No, definitely not. Um uh, because again, I think that there's a lot of things can happen during game development. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily excuse a bad product because mm-hmm. we're still buying it. We're still the con- you know, the consumer. We still have to pace. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and like I'm sorry if if everything, you know, ends up going wrong. That sucks. But that doesn't mean that we have to go out and buy your game, right? And but that and it, it sounds like a dick thing to say, and everything. Sometimes they'll just be like dozens of games released a week, and no one can, no one has the money to do all that. Yeah, exactly. We can't, we can't buy everything. Yeah. And uh, you're right. Um, all right. So I think that that's a that's a good way to take it home. I definitely think so. But before we do take it home, uh, all right. You want to know what you got? I do kind of want to know what I got. Uh, all right. So coming in again with a a, a fifty five. Is the PS3 classic Haze? Oh goddamn you! <laughs> Featuring songs by Corn. Oh Haze. Okay, let me rent that. <laughs> Throw it on the top of my list. I'm sure. I'm sure that's available. Availability medium? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I, I bet I could find this in like a GameStop for nominal amount of money at this point (laughs) got what you got for me if not we'll figure something out don't worry all right so what i've got for you is on the xbox 360 metacritic score of 57 all right then unleash your inner chimp you'll be playing space chimps all right (laughs) i'm down so yeah i unleash my inner chimp i mean i know you've wanted to for a while and uh, yeah, so yeah, so, now, but, but I keep getting arrested every time I do. I mean, there's only certain states that you can do this in. So I tried doing it on the subway once. Yeah, not a good idea. Not uh, a good idea. Trump, not, no. All right, um, let's do some housekeeping. All right, uh, yeah, you can find us on the web at shortwavegaming.com and on Twitter at shortwavegaming. Uh, you can email us at thegriefedpodcast at gmail.com. Not the grief, just griefedpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, uh, and you can review us on iTunes. You can find yeah. us on iTunes and then review us. I mean, whichever. I mean, you probably already found us. Yeah. Listening to this, so. <laughs> unless you're on shortwave gaming, you know. Then yeah, hey. t- and tell a friend. You can... <laughs> Seriously, tell a couple of friends. <laughs> Free. You probably have three friends. <laughs> and we're two of them. So yeah. <laughs> tell you know tell our other friend you know. Yeah. Column. Tell start telling some people about this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, you don't take. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. I think we really shed some light. I think we did. I think this was a good one. I think so. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in a few minutes. See, I'll, I'll see you at Propagandi. And we'll yeah. see all of you at Propagandi. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good night. <laughs>